What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Go, go, go! No! Are you a drummer? Yeah. Cool. Uh (laughs) Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the radio... (laughs) Radio? I think I've done that before. The video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and grabbing some goat cheese pizza on your way home to watch. Mm -hmm. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, the only two people on record to finish the old 96er, AJ Vens, Sean Pryor. How the heck are you? We did it together, man. Yeah, we did it it while looking into each other's eyes, bite by bite, uh, and we did it. Yeah. Yeah. We we were like, we could split this, and then we were like, we both kind of want our names up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know? The story I heard was that Sean finished the whole thing, but then when there was nothing but gristle and fat left yeah. over, AJ stepped in like a good friend and yeah, said, I'll right. take care of that. I was, I was here for that. I was here for you. That's right. All you got to do is slather, like, slather that stuff in A1, and it's like it's just like you're eating A1. <laughs> <laughs> or ketchup, however you like your steak. Yeah. <laughs> nothing sets off the flavor of a steak like some ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to serve at Chili's, yeah. and you oh, knew no. right away. You, you, I, this was my move, and I'd say, how do you like your steak done? They'd say, well done. i say, can I bring the ketchup out for you? And they're like, yes. How did you know I like how'd, ketchup? How do you know? Actually, I'm a, I'm a 57 man myself. Oh, I'm a Heinz. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah. some 57 on my 96er. I'm hungry, you guys. Please stop. <laughs> Actually, I am too. We're so delighted to have you all here with us today. If you're new to the podcast, you are at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you loved from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene so stay tuned for all the fun but before we get started we want to tell you about a few fun ways to support this podcast and all of our (laughs) awesome efforts number one you got to hook 
us up with reviews and subscribe. We love that shit. Say the word. Say say that you like us. Say that you hate us, and again, give us five stars anyway. Yeah, Apple Podcasts is where we really love them, and we always try to read some on the air. So here's that segment that y'all love: review time. Review time. This is from Mike's smiley face dollar sign thing. Hell yeah. It's hard. I couldn't figure out what it meant, but it says, is this a podcast or do I have three inner monologues? (laughs) Okay. Found you on TikTok. This is now my favorite podcast. I don't know when I became obsessed. Maybe it was string things, shark bites, melody pops. Oh, right. Maybe it was the foot clan hideout being awesome or perhaps all of dazed and confused. I'm 37. Nobody hits home like you guys. Even the little letter Kenny mentioned is so on point. (laughs) Anyway, looking forward to a possible great outdoors review. Side note, when you talked about the drink surge, thought you were going to mention Josta. Do you remember Josta? I don't. Oh. Wasn't that in a movie we we reviewed? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't Somebody think feel like I've Josta. ever said the word Josta. It, yeah. it struggled to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Mikey, thanks so much for the review. Thanks, uh, Mike. That's I awesome. saved this one because I knew we were going to do great great outdoors, and there you are. There it is. In fact, boom. If you're writing a review and there's a movie you think we should do, include it. Because yeah. guess what? I'll read it on that episode. Boom. Most of the time. There you go. Or I might forget. <laughs> but I'll, wait, I'll remind him. Sean always does. <laughs> uh, way number two to support us. We do have a voicemail. It's Google Voice. Goes straight to the voicemail. Cuts to the chase. 319-804-9596. Leave us a funny message, some kind words. In turn, we will honor your voice with immortality forever in podcast land. Let's listen to today's. Here mm-hmm. we go. Guys, I just wanted to reach in here and hug your neck. <laughs> This is Kyle Wyatt, the iconic Kyle hey! Combat from oh. 29 years ago. I'm just checking in on you guys, just making sure everything is okay and you're staying safe. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans out there that pushed my TikTok over 10,000. Uh, 10, I love you guys. Love the fans. Love the show. I sit here in my office and just play your podcast and just laugh. I have to close the door because I've got a young five-year-old. Because <laughs> your stuff gets a little gritty. It's a little in there. Take care, guys. Keep going. You got this. That's uh, that's Kyle Wyatt. Fuck so yeah. he, if you remember from the beginning, he's the original voice of the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. In yeah. fact, you hear him on every one of our episodes. You'll he hear does. him here soon. You're going to hear him shortly. He's he's the man. He's been there from the beginning. Uh, yeah. He's got a great TikTok. In fact, his link's in the bio. You can click on all the stuff. Great dude. I love his voices. Yeah. Actually, he talked for like three minutes. He was doing like an Australian impersonation <laughs> at the beginning. I had to cut it out because like we talk forever. But like the guy, the guy is so spot on. So. Uh, uh, go give that guy some love. Kyle Wyatt. Link he's, in the bio. He's a great follow. Give him a follow on TikTok. It's For fun sure. stuff. And last but not least, one final way to support us before we move on here. Uh, we got a Patreon, and it's very important to us. You got to get on there. There's some perks. There's some things we're trying to build this show up to, and with all of your support, that's how we get there. The content's always going to stay free here for you guys, but uh, if you want to help us, you go to Patreon. There's like seven hours of audio just waiting for you, only Patreon members, and for like the next two to three weeks, you get to vote on one of our upcoming Halloween movies to review, mm-hmm. like strictly 
basically whatever the most voted Patreon movie is is the one we're going to do That's for the Halloween. One. You got to do it. Uh, so so the polls up now. You sign up for the ten dollar tier. You get every one of those possible perks. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast means the world to us. And here's a few of the OG Patreon supporters. We got Dane, Joel, Tony B, Jordan, Nick Marula, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Kirlana, Big Big Andy, Bud Larson, and Anita Richard. Thank you guys. Thank you yeah. guys so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. You're the best. <laughs> I think that's how that song goes. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Oh man, cool. Well, let's. I mean, let's not waste any more time. It's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we discuss the late '80s slapstick comedy and its finest. A movie with two of the best actors of the era. A movie that taught us the perils of a vacation to the North Woods with your family. Bald-headed killer bears, leeches, water hazards, giant cuts of steak. Raccoons and lightning bolts to the head sound terrifying, <laughs> but are perhaps not as dangerous or scary as those family members living with you in the cabin. We are, of course, talking about 1988's The Great Outdoors. Oh. Old 96er. I don't know how that works. Let's Nate, let's get, create a band and call it the old 96ers. The old 96ers. Yeah. I think there's a band called the old 97s. Old 97s. 97s. <laughs> yeah. We all we all like them. Yeah, I think so. I, I, aren't That's they cool. kind of like they're kind of like it's folky. Just, it's just kinda, rock. Rock. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah, just yeah. kind of just kind of rock a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I thought the old 97s were like a German polka band. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, that's, 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 can, that's Candy's other movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, but before we dive in here, anybody looking for a refresher on this movie? Maybe you've never seen it. Uh, you can pause. Go check it out on streaming. I found it on Stars subscription. I got oh. a Stars subscription somehow. I yeah. think that's the one I signed up for like four months ago for yeah. a seven-day trial. <laughs> because Amazon got you. Yep, and yeah. I don't think I've canceled it. So, <laughs> And it's really hard to cancel those. It's yeah. very hard. You have hard. to like call them. Yeah. It's it's quite the series of conundrums to just get through, and like customer service reps, it's rough. And then they're like, "So you you really want to cancel?" And you're like, "I don't want to be guilt tripped, you know." Like, what if I knocked a couple bucks off for you? No, it's, no, it's, Lisa, it's seven ninety nine now. Let's take it down to six ninety nine. I'm sold. Ah. <laughs> All right, so Sean's going to start us off. He always hooks us up with the pertinent, important background info on the movie. Sean, what do you got? I need a vacation. Let's do this. Produced by <laughs> Arnie Schmidt, Tom Jacobson, and John Hughes. Written by John Hughes. Cinematography hey. by Rick Waite. Casting by Judith Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Howard Dutch. Deutsch. The ditch? Yeah, we'll call it that. All right. Uh, Pretty in Pink, some kind of wonderful, grumpier old man. The Replacements Ooh. directed all those. Damn. Um, and here's our all-star cast. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Stephanie Farisee, Annette Benning, Chris Young, Ian Giotti, Hillary and Rebecca Gordon, Robert Prosky, Lucy Deacons, and Bart the Bear. Bart the Bear. You got to include famous, him. Man. Yeah. Was this Annette Benning's first role? Was her first role. I never looked at it. I, I figured it was early in her career. First one. She's great in this. I like a lot of her mannerisms, and we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of her just like, ugh. <laughs> her laugh's so incredible, funny. by yeah. the way. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got a new impressionist. Damn it. <laughs> John, Hughes, it. John Hughes, the writer of the film, was originally set to direct it, but scheduling conflicts did not allow that because he was making planes, trains, and automobiles at oh. the same exact time. So oh. I'll go. I'll get further into it. But he was making like three movies, almost like back to back, if not like coinciding with each other. It was this. 
uh, plane, trains, and automobiles, and um, she's having a baby. Um, but I'll get to some of those details a little bit later. The film was originally called Big Country, but they but they changed the title to not have confusion with Big, which was set to come out th- uh, around the same time. That makes sense. Gotcha. This wouldn't be the last time Dan Aykroyd and John Candy would star in a movie together. They did Blues Brothers before this, and they would go on to do 1941 and Nothing But Trouble together. Also, gotcha. uh, Canadian Bacon. <laughs> That's I think right. Dan Aykroyd was in that. They were also on uh, Saturday Night Live together, and they grew up. They were teenagers together in Toronto. They were like friends as yeah. kids. Oh my god! Two two of the like greatest com- comedic voices of the '80s and even into today with Dan Aykroyd still, because um, he's cra- he's crazy fun to listen to about aliens and yeah, everything. I'm into it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's cool to hear that they're just like fucking best friends. And that's insanity to think that they both grew up together and then went on to like do cool things together. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so cool. Uh, the Great Outdoors was filmed in Yosemite National Park in California, despite being set in Wisconsin. Even though sometimes it says Canada, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're a little they're a little goofed up on I that. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Released in July 1988, the film made 44.3 million dollars on a 24 million dollar budget, and that is all I have for now. Deez, deez. So, uh, you know, we always like to give the audience a little bit of insight on what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it. This is uh, not a nostalgia-based podcast. We, we like to bring up the nostalgia of it, but now we are going to talk about it in, like, modern era. So first, we got to talk nostalgia. AJ, what do you remember about this movie? I don't remember anything about it. You don't? I don't remember anything about it. Now, I'm not saying I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> okay? I was going to get close I, I, there. I, I, I wanted to get that out of the way for, first and foremost, but yeah, I, I don't remember... I remember, I remember a, a bald bear, a bald butted bear. <laughs> I remember uh, a, a number ninety six, and I re- uh, and I remember John Candy in that little tiny boat. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> and, and that's like all I remembered about this movie, man. And I, I must have seen it like really young, um, and. Well, 88, I mean, and, and, you guys yeah. weren't born yet. I wasn't so. born yet. <laughs> so sometime in the 90s, I saw this movie uh, probably on TNT, and I I was in and out between homework I didn't want to do. Mm. So I have no idea. if I. But the little bits I remember, you know, I do remember being funny because I loved Uncle Buck. Yeah. And so I did love John Candy, but John Candy to me was Uncle Buck. Yes, Uncle Buck yes. was John Candy. <laughs> so that's how I uh, just assimilated the movie. If I was going to give it a rating, four. Four? Yeah, a four. It's okay. A These are, you know, we, yeah. we're not going to judge you on that because sure. this is pre, pre-today. pre Yeah, know? yeah. Sean, what about you, man? What do you remember? This is a VHS thing that uh, my family would watch. We, we would literally throw this on. This is just one of those house movies. To, to our family. We would just throw it on like at the end of the night before going to uh, bed for school and washing up and everything like that. Um, loved it back then, and we had such a good time with it. And uh, I probably back then, if I had to gauge it, I'd probably be giving it like a seven. It was like, I like movies. I like John Candy. He's on Uncle Buck, too. I like that one. So, yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a giant movie for my family. Like, okay. I know my parents are listening to this because they're like, "Oh, great outdoors." I mean, this yeah. was told you about my grandma, my dad's mom, and her infectious laugh and yeah. like slapstick stuff. Yes. I mean, this was one of the movies that made her go nuts. Awesome. And right. I mean, we would watch this. This just like got us excited for like family vacations. We'd uh-huh. like, we got to watch Great Outdoors. This might be my most quotable movie. If I could probably tell you every wow. inflection of a voice because I've watched it so many times. It 
it was definitely, uh, I think we rented it a few times, then we taped it off of VH, like television, yep. okay. uh, and then eventually bought it. I, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an 8.8, I got to nice. say on this one. I mean, as a kid, wow. this was, this was a endlessly watchable movie for Damn. me. So I'll try to, oh, sorry, I'll try to tone it back on this episode if I know that your mom and dad are listening. No, well, they, they listen to most with, of With them. the Fs. You've done very well for yourself. And, and I went back and listened to a couple of our first episodes, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Sean was a little raunchy there. <laughs> so letting, letting Yannis know, like, right away, okay, what they're getting into. This is what okay. I came to do, okay? I think I was which like... Is, which is getting me really excited. <laughs> I think I was like, welcome to the first episode of the Confused Record. Sean was like, fucking motherfucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, get those nerves out, I guess. Go up here, side to side, front to back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we get into the scene-by-scene scene analysis, AJ always does some research for us, hooks us up with the critical audience reviews, the stuff we like to know to set the tone. What do you got here? I, I got a feeling this is going to go bad, That's especially from the critics. Do you think so? I, I feel like critics hated this movie. Think That's my guess. Well, critical reviews start on the what? The tomato, tomato meter. meter. Yeah. yeah, right. All We're right. doing it still. Okay. Uh, the tomato meter. 44% okay. on the tomato meter. I guess that's okay. It's not as bad as some of what you've seen. <laughs> no. um, what is our our well, worst of all time so far? Does everybody remember? Uh, it was... Is it still... Uh, it critical. Is the worst of all time is blank check. Blank Three, check. Nine. Okay. I was going to say three ninjas. <laughs> Single digit. <laughs> nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Great Outdoors, 44% on the tomato meter. Audience score, though, did get some redemption at 70%. That's about all right. right. 70%. Um, moving over to IMDb, uh, do, you, do you guys still want to guess on this? or is your? Or I'm your, skewed on this one. You, I don't yeah. know where to go on this I'm gonna, one. Okay. I'm going to guess this is crit- critics. Uh, yeah. Well, no, this is IMDb. This is fans. Fan, oh, okay. Fan stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to say 5.5. 6.6. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's pretty good. And I mean, darn it. it <laughs> I mean, sorry, Sue. <laughs> she dang it. Uh, looking at those critical reviews, uh, honestly, the, the best it got for, for most of them was like a five. Hmm. Like most of them were like a five or, or a 50 out of a hundred. Um, I think uh, so on, on the, that means on the good, good side, uh, Dave Care of the Chicago Tribune gave it a 50. Even for John Hughes, who writes movies in less time than most people write postcards, <laughs> The Great Outdoors seems unusually slapdash. Mm. I don't know what that term really means. I Thanks said slapstick earlier. Yeah, I, I think geez. I get it. Like he's just, he's just yeah. writing like a slapstick movie in like a hurry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the Miami Herald said, The great outdoors isn't great. The dopey outdoors would be more like it. It's wildly uneven, yet consistently dumb. Um, I would watch that movie if it was called The Dopey Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means something different, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. The New York Times, uh, though the film never becomes actively unfunny, neither does it do much more than tread water. The raccoons have a better time than the audiences will. <laughs> And uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, New York Times. Uh, uh, okay, I'll give you a good. Uh, well, all the good ones are are pretty pretty much standard across the board. John Candy and Dan Aykroyd are a must see in this comedy <laughs> venture. And it's just like, okay, we get it. We all love them. Okay. Um, so I kind of go, I like to go middle of the pack because people get unreasonable. Uh-huh. Uh, and like when you're talking about three, three to six stars, we trust you, man. Yeah. That's why we put you in charge of the segment. <laughs> Sounded the gong inside 30 minutes. This is a three out of 10. Uh, this will not be a fair review, but a timely one. 
This movie has been unfunny in the 80s, uh, but to a 65-year-old in 2019, seeing it for the first time, it's deadpan awful. The characters are unbelievable. They remind me of high school kids reading lines. The movie just didn't age well. Maybe it improved after 30 minutes, but I thought it was a total waste of time, and I, as I hardly laughed at all. This is a recommendation to me from someone who had fond memories of the movie, and I look forward to seeing it. I really regret that I had to rent it from Amazon. <laughs> so did we. Uh, <laughs> I own well over a 1,000 discs. Sean's is... And if I could go back in time, I would have been happy to replace the 30 minutes with any one of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, I respect that watching it for the first time, that's, a, that's what he thought. He yeah. didn't say, hey, steer away from this stupid yeah. movie. He's just kind of telling his thoughts. Right. I, I respect it. So if let's... you like outdoors, <laughs> you won't like if this you movie. you like this movie, you are, are lower than an ant in my book. Which is an excellent segue to yeah, our last right. review. <laughs> One out of ten stars in uh, 1999, Crowbot 2, said just plain bad. <laughs> These, this is always my, uh, my, my favorites, the way they start out like this. This is without a doubt the worst movie I have ever seen. <laughs> the worst? Really? <laughs> Come have you on. seen what exists out there? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Have you, like, have you <laughs> hey, hey, that's different. Okay? All right, all right. I know what you mean, but that's different. <laughs> have you seen Rollerball with, <laughs> with what's his Klein face? <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly a paper thin story sewn together by some awful potty jokes. Though it does get credit for the famous blow it scene, this movie has nothing to offer for anyone over the age of two. Blow it scene. The blow it. Scene. So like you completely the, got that wrong too. The, thank you. Are they like, saying like blow it out your ass? I, I don't know. I don't know. Or they they didn't elaborate, so we can't we can't we assume. We, we can't never know. Yeah, we're gonna never fucking know. Yeah, right, exactly. Hit us up. That's it. <laughs> Crowbot. <laughs> well, hey, before we get started though, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. As this podcast started to catch on, we had numerous companies reach out to us about being a sponsor. I mean, like several Walmart, you uh, do Walmart, Target. Then Schwinn. was like, oh, well, Walmart did it. It's Target. Schwinn. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. Applebee's yep. came in. Yep. Kmart. <laughs> dude, Costco. Costco too. If it was Costco, we we're on fucking Costco. I know. Like, we're I going know, with Costco, but but it doesn't overlap with this sponsor. We we knew we wanted to partner with someone local, and we definitely knew we wanted to rep somebody that we actually used and loved. So partnering up with Cedar Ridge Distillery was a no-brainer for us. One of the fastest-growing whiskey companies in America who was named Distillery of the Year in 2017, which is made right in our backyard, and we do truly love all their products from the quintessential American single malt, their whiskey collaboration with Slipknot. People equal shit! People equal shit! And, of course, the flagship bourbon, which I am drinking right now. If you're in Iowa or around the Midwest, you can likely find some at your favorite local establishments. If you want to give it a shot but are elsewhere in the country, like a few of our friends have reached out so far, you can order online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. We truly hope you'll make it a point to grab some of this delicious whiskey. Honestly, I have a glass every night. It, it just calms me down from the shit of the world. It makes me feel warm inside, especially like on a nice winter's evening. Mm. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, truly, we're 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 so glad that you're going to check them out. We're so happy to have them supporting our podcast. So let leave us a message. Tell us what you think. If you yeah. grabbed a bottle, we want to hear all about it. Totally. And of course, you need to enjoy it responsibly. Absolutely, please. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Jacob Givens. You may know me as the guy who reacts to those 90s songs for the first time, but when I'm not making awesome videos on my TikTok account, at the Jacob Givens, I'm listening to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. And now, back to the show. Well, boys, what do you say we pack the family station wagon and head north to the woods to enjoy a week of endless relaxation at Lake Potawatomi Minimac? We're going to give a dog a bone. <laughs> We're going to cruise the lake in comfort and make precious memories with our family. Yeah. Or will we? That's not my joke, by the way. That's my girlfriend's. I have to give her credit. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Don't hold back. Chester Chet Ripley, his wife Connie, and their two sons, Buck and Ben, arrive on summer vacation at a lake resort in Wisconsin. The cabin is in disarray, and to make matters worse, Connie's sister Kate, her investment broker husband Roman Craig, and their mostly silent twin daughters, Mara and Kara, unexpectedly arrive uninvited. The families settle in. Hell yeah, dude. So as far as opening credits go, and you, if you want to pick a song to get us through an opening credits, you pick Yakety Yak. Yeah. Because by, the, by the coasters, by right? By the yeah. coasters. Um, I don't know. I'm into it. I was immediately in a good mood when this movie started. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the the part of it, though, that that adds to it is that everybody's in on it. This is not like the, the tropey family of like, Oh, the silent and grumpy daughter who yeah. cr- Christmas vacation when they're going yeah. out singing songs, Harry and the Hendersons. Harry the Hendersons. Hendersons. Yep. And then the, the little boy who likes icky things and just get, <laughs> so they got the two boys and like even Buck, the older one's in on it. He's he gets like, in the saxophone solo. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, Come on, man. They're having a good time together. It's the most normal family I've ever <laughs> seen on TV because it's, never like the other ones you know this is very very like very normal but it's cool because there's an immediate juxtaposition of roman and chet <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bow, which is but it's so cool because you're he chet, Ro, or chet's interacting with his family windows down singing right. songs where where likely there is no speaking going on <laughs> yeah. in the other car with wind tinted windows all the way up <laughs> right completely juxtaposed there's old time music versus some new hip trendy song whatever the hell <laughs> right. that song is They've got uh, Chet's got a regular license plate. Roman's got a vanity, vanity plate. plate. We've Chet's in plain vacation clothes. Roman's in expensive business clothes. Like yeah. it's amazing how they juxtapose jackets. Yeah, <laughs> what a gas! What a, what a gas! Huh? <laughs> well, this is very unfair, Roman. Man. <laughs> oh, they'll be tickled to see us. Um, the, like the, the one brother says, you messed up the words and like the chorus or something like that. It's like the words are yakety yak. How the fuck? How do you fuck that up? I I mean, I, so I think what our reviewer was talking about the bl- the blow it scene. Yeah. I'm thinking about. Th- I mean, this is the my horn? prop. This is my prop. Okay, yeah. For, for prompt service, blow me. Hell and yeah. It's that <laughs> horn. Like I don't want the 
and I want the sign. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that's that's amazing. I like yeah. that's what you expect to see in this stuff. For prompt service, blow me. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. If uh, so if we're diving in already, I'm yeah. gonna take the shotgun lamp. Oh, got it. Yes, got it. Fuck. Sorry, dude. Right, now what? Now right. what do you get? You can well, think about it if you want to. I, I. I was gonna. I'm gonna go with this because it's the best boat name in the entire world. Suck my wake. I need suck my wake in my driveway, and I, I need to. I need to drive that and have people suck my wake. Suck my wake. <laughs> suck my wake. It's a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. <laughs> yes. If you uh, find any friends, you know, bring them back. We'll give them a ride on Suck My Wake. <laughs> and so we got to talk though about uh, how much I love Wally and his wife. Yeah. You know what his wife's name is? Did you ever catch it? You ever pick up on it? Uh. Uh-uh. So old man Wally runs the store, and yeah. his wife's there. You know, Wormer, get the hell out of here. You know, his, his wife's name's Juanita. Apparently, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> Hates people, loves porcupines. Was, too bad you're not a dog. Dude, dude. <laughs> she's in hate too. Too bad you're not a dog. Too bad you're not a dog. But you, do you recognize that guy? I do. Where? What? What's he from? So the only thing I recognize him from is he's Mister Lundy from. This is Doubtfire. Yes, he's the, you're right. He's the oh, TV exec yeah. or whatever. Yes, that's right. He's yeah. got a really long list of stuff, but they were very B B roles. Yeah, very much. I think his name is Robert Prosky. I think that's him. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. But some more of the lines they say, even when they pull up to the, he's laying on the hood when they pull up, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and she goes, "It's all redecorated inside. Sank almost three hundred bucks into that, <laughs> not including what we spent on Lysol." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then At he, the very end, yeah, he even goes, <laughs> uh, "How." Ch- Chet goes. How could we not in a place like this? He goes. Well, you can get shits from the well water. <laughs> get shits from the well water. What do you say? I didn't. I didn't catch it. I don't know. <laughs> I just. And I love how like Wally. Wally becomes like friends with them as yeah. the movie goes yeah. on. Where in the beginning he's kind of like, yeah, fuck these city guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I just love their interaction somehow. Well, I saw like when the when, the first time the dog jumped up and had the quills in its face. I'm like, damn, that's that sucks. But then when it got out of the car and the shots from even further away, yeah. I can see it even more clearly. The the quills or pines in, in that dog's face. That thing got messed yes. up by a porcupine. So Loves porcupines. So Hates people. <laughs> God. Oh yeah, I just had the the music Roman's listening to is perfect. It just every time it cuts to that, it's it's so fun. But I would get all buttered up and stuff too if I was if I was getting that uh, candy charm. Yeah. Um. Do you do you feel that? Because like I I feel like he's very. Women would be happy to be to. I to think be so, man. By John Candy, he's like, such a cool guy. I mean, okay, like he's he, I, he's not traditionally attractive. Let's say okay. that. Yes, okay. let's say that. I, I I find him a fucking amazing person and everything like that, and I think he's a good looking man. But let's let's can we agree with that? He's not traditionally attractive. Okay, we can agree on that. That doesn't matter when no. you're the most charming person in the entire world. Right. You know, like that. What he's doing to her, I'm just and the relationship, man. Their their yeah. dynamic is so much fun. We'll we'll get into it a little bit later, like after the boat scene and everything yeah. like that. But I love them together. It's They've so much a, fun to watch. A completely believable relationship. Yeah, yeah. You're a guy named Bert. You're Shilana. Shilana, temptress of the woods. Of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Bert's in there with the video yeah. camera, dude. I know. How messed up is that? That you're just watching it go on and you. Like there is no inkling in that entire family's mind, like like oh I'm gonna keep recording them basically getting naked. Yeah. <laughs> like that is so messed up. Yeah, it is like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. It's like you let your kids watch this go on. <laughs> you really don't fucking give a shit. He man. really doesn't. 
really doesn't care. We'll get into it a little later too, but like he does not give a fuck about those kids. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, if if they're like that and evil looking, I, I have a whole diatribe a little bit later about those two kids, but uh, I, I don't like them. Do you sense the presence of an alien life form? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so now to mention it, I think you do. I think you do. Well, it's uh. funny. It's funny they played that uh, Twilight Zone uh, theme songs because Dan Aykroyd was in the first bit. Of uh, the Twilight Zone, the movie that came out, I, I'm not sure how, how later it was after this or yeah. earlier, but he was in that. He was in cool. the first scene, and so yeah, there's a little little nod. So we get to uh, the conversation on the porch yeah. between Dan Aykroyd and John <laughs> yeah. Candy. I think that is just one of the the greatest scenes of this. It's movie. It's so funny. I, I I am reminded of AJ every time I see John Candy perform, like agreeing with them, but yeah. like also being really fucking pissed off that he's here. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's. It was really great, yeah. And, and the whole weekend you're gonna be here. Oh, 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 just tickled. oh man, that's that's great. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, wouldn't that be something? The passive aggressiveness of it. That'd be something if you if you just died first. You guys first see, and see a bunch of people that you, of, hate, that you just hate just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's so good. They're back and forth. Like even the like, what do you see? And how yeah. Roman just has this. Yeah this like line that he's probably been practicing all day of how he's going to implement all these big words into like showing his dominance. And John Candy's like, I just see trees, trees, <laughs> trees. Well, nobody ever accused you of being a visionary. It's just nope. like, it's like, no, they didn't No. <laughs> well, and, and they even, there, there was a, I remember these, which is why it finally stood out to me. I did not see these as Are a kid. Are you talking about the cups? Dude, tell, yes. me, tell me about them. Okay, so the cups, I noticed. I didn't see them as a kid. Not at all. No. And so I have an ET one of those. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Burger King back in the day put out these like vanity cups, like glass glassware. And for, they were like movie, big movies, Yeah, right? for certain movies. I think they did Back to the Future and they did uh, Star Wars. And I think this was um, Return of the Jedi. And so what they're drinking out of is one of them is, is I think Han Solo just oh like God. reaching out or something like that. And then the other one is some something else. But they're they're the Star Wars cups from Burger King when yes. they released those back in the 80s. Wow. Which, which is just sitting there. Just yeah. So that makes me wonder, were they just inside the cabin? They had to. <laughs> they, they're not bringing those with yeah. them. Like, we got to bring Star Wars. Cups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Wally. Wally went to Burger King just like yeah. on his lunch break. And- but so that would have been that would have been Empire Strikes Back would have been 1980. So like, yeah, they're they're old cups at this point. Oh yeah. Oh true. True. You know what? They're not new. So he probably had these at his house and put them in the new cabin sure. and just said, "Well, yeah. this is the glassware." <laughs> I th- I do think it's either that or it is it is the fact that they they're like, well, these are just kind of old, like. Eight years difference is like these have been sitting around the house for a while. We'll just make these the camp cups. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we don't use them anymore. We don't really use them much. We'll take them with it. They break, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? They're the cups that like you have for so long, they just completely fog over for yeah. like permanently, even though <laughs> yeah. how much you watch them. Yeah. <laughs> wash them. Uh, the, the, that's just such a great, as they're settling into in the, the hot dogs conversation. I got to mention the, this the, too. The lobsters. The fucking cigar Roman smokes is yeah. obnoxious yeah. as fuck. It's the tiny, the tiniest like toothpick of, of cigar. And you know, he's got this like little like bag. Like yeah. it's almost like a fanny pack that has all of his cigar Oh, really? Stuff so he it. makes yeah. them. You see it multiple <laughs> times. He's got it on his lap during that scene where he's like possibly rolling these cigars himself. And then even when they go home, when they leave later in the movie to go home before he turns around, it's sitting on his dashboard. This, okay. little, this little fanny pack that he has. So <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, it's fucking awesome. I, I just, I mean, I just love that. Well, yeah. And his, yeah, the, the juxtaposition, as we talk about with these two, he brings lobster tails and yes. like, do you just have lobster tails on you at yeah. all times? No, like, you could, I could see someone be like, yeah, I got hot dogs in my car. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but cool. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> like if someone's like, yeah, I got lobster tails. Everyone can come grab them. I'm like how the, f- are you like some Italian mobster or like what's going on? I keep one of those styrofoam coolers in the back of my, my car. Uh, just, just full of lobster. Dry ice and lobster tails. Just, just uh, in case. Well, uh, <laughs> That's good, for, cool for you, man. I'm, I love that for you. <laughs> He's like, he says they're twenty eight bucks a pop. Do you a, know pa- what, a pound. A pound is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, that's what he says. Twenty eight dollars. He pound? says a pound. I thought they were a piece. Maybe it's a pound. Either way, it's fucking that's obnoxious. A lot of money. And you know what that translates to today? Well, I was going to ask you, <laughs> but I figured you'd get there. Twenty eight dollars would be sixty four dollars and seventy five cents today. And you know that Roman's just making that up. He, yeah. These are probably yeah. just shit lobsters he got somewhere. They're yeah. just like, oh yeah, they're so expensive. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and he's 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 just he's just blowing smoke, man. The whole time he is the quintessential like person you don't want to come on your family vacation. He's the one guy that wouldn't show that we didn't want to show up. Yeah, going to town tomorrow. How about we pick out a ski boat, huh, boys? And you're just like, dude, stop. Are you a jet boat? Yeah, a jet Sorry, boat. Dad. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Straight from the boy's mouth. And we were gonna get a pontoon boat. Pontoon boat. We're gonna retake Omaha Beach. Retake <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> That's such a great. Life. I lost my mind. Oh no, you know you could go out there. You could swim from. It, you can fish, fish, from take the... fish from it, take the barbecue out on it, you know. Like, cruise like, the lake in comfort. Lake comfort. <laughs> he's like, well, you boys want to cruise the lake in comfort? You want to go get a jet boat? Jet boat. Or he's like, Uncle you wanna, Roman. You want to blow some coin with Uncle Roman on a jet <laughs> <That's> boat? <right>. Blow <laughs> <laughs> some coin. <laughs> um, do you? I I know a person like Roman. Do you guys have a person like Roman in your life? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. it's like the kind of know-it-all uncle. I'm not saying it's one of my uncles or of anything. Course. If people are listening out there, it's the one that's just like he he drives like a motorcycle, and he's kind of too. I mean, I guess you're never too old to ride a motorcycle, but you're too old to like really like talk it up, like talk a big game. Like, yeah, it's a, there's a carbine engine in there and stuff like that. It's like, actually I invented carbine engines uh, back in uh, 1963. And stuff. Nice. so they actually named them after me. My name's Dave. And I'm like, so why <laughs> they name after you? You're, it's called carbine. He's like, anyway, so I, uh, I got $28 lobster tails in my trunk. You know? so <laughs> I just know a person who's just like, just won't shut up. And it's like, dude, I know everything that you do is way better than everybody else, but just shut the fuck up. I think there's a family dynamic in large extended families <laughs> where, where again, I, none of my uncles were, were like Roman, but, sure. but there are some that are the cooler uncle yeah. more than others that they're more willing to do cool things to make you think they're cool. Yeah, sure. And like, in fact, I'll, I mean, I'll be self, Self deprecating. You got, got it. it. <laughs> Self deprecating. Self deprecating. You got it. Yep. Uh, but like, I think I'll be that way to my brother's kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm gonna be Roman, and yeah. he's gonna be Chat. And I like, and I know it, and I'm trying to stop myself from getting there, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I want his kids to like me. Yeah. <laughs> but my, yeah. my, my uh, nieces aren't to the age yet. Will they understand that Burt Kreischer knows that we exist someday though? Yeah. <laughs> someday. <laughs> but that, that's why I don't like when people say you can't relate to movies like this. Cause like there's such those family dynamics exist all over the place of yeah. the, and they exaggerate them a little bit, but like you can see what's going on here. Like Chet just really wants to be, to show his son to like bond with his sons and have this week that he had with his dad. And then Roman shows up yeah. Yeah. and he knows right away, like Roman's going to be buying jet boats and doing lobsters <laughs> and he's not going to get to, 
to do the cool things he wants to do with his son, yeah. and it's very frustrating for him. I get know? it. I yeah. totally get it. You know what hot dogs are made out of, right, guys? Mm. Lips and assholes. Nah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if I can, if I can market right. lips like this, I'll make another million. <laughs> he straight up kisses her, his wife. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be like, get out. Out now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, John Candy's too nice. Damn, that, <laughs> la- that laugh that he does. He goes, most beautiful suck for assholes. I could love John Candy. All right, let's move this on. All right. So Chet tells a story about a giant grizzly bear that he met when him and Connie were here on their honeymoon. The next day, Roman pulls Chet around the lake on an impromptu water ski ride with his rented speedboat. That night, the family's going to town for some activities. The bear story is so fucking good. It feels it like is. he's telling a true story that he's literally yeah. telling, like, that was not in the script. Yes. Yeah. I... I, like every time I see this scene, this is what I talk about when I talk about like I love story time in movies. Yes. Like I am just once he starts, I'm like yes, um, I got like a, <laughs> I got like a blanket over me and then like like you know like a, a glass of whiskey or like just some juice or something like that. I'm just like go on, yeah, go on. This is great. And then yeah. what? And then what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, and he's such a good storyteller, and I love this story. That's the thing. He he is such a great storyteller. You could just tell, like, and he he. I love how he sets the stage himself. He yeah. starts walking around. He's been around planning this. He's oh, yeah. like he's so ready because yeah, this is one of his things that he wants. It's like the pontoon boat. Yes. His boys are finally he, old enough to he's hear the planning story. This. He's, he's been like, this is the night I'm going to tell the yeah. story. He's like, okay, we're going to start. Do, do you have up. the bottle of Everclear? Okay, <laughs> put it in my glass. Yeah, okay, we're yeah, good. That's right. <laughs> ah, you know, and he's like walking around. He's dimming the lights. <laughs> so he's like, oh hey, I was reading. It's just like. <laughs> oh, honey, Buddy Reeser died. Yeah. <laughs> Who <fucking> okay. cares? <laughs> yeah. See, again, Roman's just saying things to say things. You know it's a kind of a shitty person who who reads somebody <laughs> dies and then she's she's like oh wasn't he a mentor of yours well one of the people i admire one of those people i admired he just makes it about him <laughs> the death of somebody he knew he makes it about him <laughs> and you're just like you are terrible <laughs> you're so terrible and but but again coming back john candy's just setting the stage and setting the mood and he's like dimming lights and 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 it's just he the shadows that he's casting mm-hmm. and you can tell it's getting to Ben and I don't know I I, I w- you feel like for a moment you're kind of included in the little circle yeah, absolutely he and he I takes it that. further though too yeah. like Chet, Chet was really into it yeah because even Con- Ben goes is she still around and Connie oh no honey honey no no. Uh, she may be out there. <laughs> like he, he could have easily disagreed, but he wanted to keep going. <laughs> he just had to keep pushing it, man. Just had to keep hungry. One of my favorite shots and like Annette Benning being fucking amazing is like the little cut to oh, like yeah. POV reactions sometimes, and it cuts to her. She's just like wide eyed, like ah, uh. yeah. <laughs> his. his, his his like sticks or something like that were immense. <laughs> She's like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> on her fourth martini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I just love the way he, the, the flashbacks of it uh, when it goes to like into the story. Flashback candy wearing a, a frayed leather jacket. It's pretty awesome. Looks, he just looks like a pimp, man. Yeah. Oh, I love it so He's much. He's got weird like hippie sandals on too. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like before he became the security guard at Wall. World or something, <laughs> man. That's like what he looks like. It's like he grew up into that that job he got, and is like, well, I can't can't keep being it. I got to provide for my wife now. I'm married so, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I love right after 25 this. pounds overweight. You can't do that to me anymore. <laughs> I felt my plaque start flowing again. <laughs> I love that uh, uh, Chet is talking with Ben, being like, yeah. it's, it's just a story, like this and that. It's, yeah. it's uh, My father told it to me. His father told it to him. Now I'm telling it to you. It's fine. And then cut to... <laughs> cut to Good evening. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to... He greets his kids. He just walks in. Good evening. <laughs> just, and he uses big words. And he even goes, he even goes, he tells oh. a more horrifying yeah, he story. Yeah, he tells a more, <laughs> an even worse story. <laughs> it's a terrifying thing. What it, what it, it's like, oh yeah, people like these uh, soldiers that escape from an asylum and it's just like flesh eating. So they, 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 they followed them, fell upon them, and ate them. And <laughs> that gave me nightmares not to be believed. <laughs> not really believe, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, but those two girls are just like, like they're emotionless, but they're just mortified. They just don't move for an entire night. Like, but it's cool those little mini details of even watching Dan Aykroyd. He hears Chet telling, yeah. consoling his kids. So he goes, "Oh, okay. So like, this is what uh, I'm supposed, to, supposed do. to do. I, I'm thing. supposed to do this." Yeah, and it's those underlying things. Like Roman does. Like look up to Chad in in the way that he can connect with his kids. Like he even says that the next morning. He goes, yeah. "Why can't my kids connect with me?" He's like, "Why do why do why do Chad's kids look at him like he's Zeus and mine look at me?" What does he, he say? Goes, he goes, "Why do why do Chad's kids look at him like he's Zeus and mine look at me like I'm a rack of yard tools from Seals?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why can't they connect with me? Like, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Like because he he really does. He cares about that. Like, maybe yeah. he should try to spend more time. Hang on, honey. Put a cork in it. Talking business. <laughs> Hang on, talking business. Jesus Christ. He just shuts her down. But you know what I realized this time around trying to be more critical? He asked this person who apparently is a minister if, if he's yeah. got if he's got about five minutes, 25 grand. Right. So, but that's what he also asked Chet for later. Right. So I have a I have a theory that he didn't come up to do this to Chet. He wasn't trying to get uh, this money from Chet, but because he was he had a couple more angles to run yeah. and he couldn't get it. So then he he turned to Chet. Last, yeah, oh, last Chet minute, yeah. yeah, cause he asked this guy for twenty five grand. Yeah. And then that's what he asked Chet for. Mm, so he, I don't know. He's been working it, you know. He's been working that he, angle. It's it's yeah, it seems like he's trying to uh cover his bases, you know. He it's doesn't like, want to do this to Chet. It's yeah. kind of sociopathic in a way, and I maybe it's more selfishness, I guess, because it's just like a, a sociopath would like look at someone else for an example of how to be a human. You know what I'm saying? So like he's looking at Chet, like co- consoling his son, and everything. He's like, oh, I guess I should probably do that. I'm a I'm a human, so I should probably act like a human. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's, but like a lot of businessmen like that, a lot of like higher up people in like business are sociopaths and psychopaths. So I don't yeah. know. There, there you go. That's how they get to where they're at. That's honestly yeah. they crush other people and they don't give a fuck. AJ, I have a question for you. Did you okay. always think that water skiing was going to be a bigger bigger deal than it was? <laughs> Have you ever water skied before? Uh, no, but I have been tubing, and I assu- <laughs> like I I didn't like tubing either. Uh, so I like every time I've gotten onto like something that's pulled by a boat. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to do this. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, this is weird, and I'm gonna swing into a boat or ducks or like something bad. What What did you guys think about that slapsticky? Uh, Entirely like four minute long uh, skiing way montage. Way too long. Way too. I'm like, I got. I, he's the the one thing that he says is like, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? Oh, oh there's trouble. There's, there's trouble. trouble. What are you gonna do? Let go of the rope. <laughs> and the entire time he's holding on to it. You know, it's, go loose when you fall. Watching dads try to teach their kids who have never done something before is is 
to me, one of the most comical things ever because of how upset they get because their kid isn't grasping something they've literally never done. Before. I don't think John Candy's ever done it and, either. Yeah, exactly. Or, sorry, Chet's never done. Chet's it. never done it. And but like he's trying to you know tell him about what's going on and and you know Roman's being understanding actually in the boat and he's just like, well, what's the holdup? And he's like, well, he wants to make sure Benny's going to be safe. You know, yeah, like, yeah. giving him some pointers and stuff. And it, I kind of like that about yeah, Roman in yeah. that scene. But but I've seen like I've seen like uh, like people in like my neighborhood uh, that I've seen before that are like they're like teaching their kid how to throw a baseball <laughs> and they're just getting mad. I don't mean upset. I mean like mad. It's like well put your glove up in the air. Get your you got, well get in front of it. Why are you bra- you don't no. Is it Bill, Bill from the Sandlot? Keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye, eye on the on ball. ball. Oh, my God. He's just, like, basically screaming and mumbling words at this kid until until they're just frustrated beyond belief. And I feel like like John Candy, I feel like Chet, is, like, he's like he's kind of at that point, like, go the rope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's speaking so of, funny to watch. Speaking of his kids, like, it was Buck. Was, yeah. We'll get to a little bit later too, but uh, he's there's a scene where he's like, "I'm gonna care if I just like go out, go and see what the town looks like and everything." Yeah. He's like, "Like four chili cheese dogs, dead. <laughs> they're for everybody." <laughs> and I'm hungry. And I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but he's like, "Ah, oh, give me hugs." He's like, I'm too old for hugs. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Especially if your dad is Chet, yeah. like yeah. John Candy yeah. himself. You know, like you give that man a hug. Like I don't care. Like he just reminds me of my dad. To be honest, yeah. it's like my dad. If I told my dad like I'm I'm too old for hugs, I would feel so heartbroken <laughs> for him. You know, like what, that's such bullshit. I don't know. I just don't like it. This is again like I'm talking about coming coming from a family. It's all all boys or whatever. There's yeah. four of us, and th- like there's a ten year span of us between me and my oldest brother. I'm the youngest. He's the oldest. I will tell you that is exactly how it goes, though. Like the younger brother's like, well, what about the bear pit or what whatever it's <laughs> what called? About yeah. the bear dump. The bear dump. And then like, but the older brothers they want to go cruise the town you yeah. know they want to go explore the town and i was an older brother see you see yep, you know thing. you want to go check it out we'll, you know we'll talk and, more about summer romances later okay, okay. Patreon or, okay. okay. well whatever maybe, maybe there yeah <laughs> yeah that, that but that is that is totally how it goes though like i say this is the most normal family dynamic i've ever seen in yeah. a movie because chet is understanding because it's his his older boy. He's like, yeah, but come on back. You know, we're gonna have some family time, okay? We're gonna do that. The men, the guys, the yeah, whole nine yards. Yeah, we're we're supposed to do that. It's like, but you go do you, and then you come That's on great. back. You it's know, awesome. it's very cool. Yeah, and <laughs> and the other end of it is that. Buck isn't a shithead. <laughs> yeah, Buck's actually pretty cool. He's not a total shithead. No. He's just like he's just like I want to do my own thing. I'm growing up, you know. So I love that about this movie, man. <laughs> Yeah, the ski scene. The ski scene was is still pretty amazing, but it it does get a little slapsticky and a little long. Yeah, but I still lo- I still love it. I think the music's great. I I swear to you, maybe this is the nostalgia talking, mm-hmm. but I think it's John Candy on the skis. Yeah. Like the stunt double I know is it's not him, good. but it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. close. Yeah, like that's John Candy. He's yeah. on the skis. He always has been in my head. One thing, like yeah. the the whole let go of the rope thing, I can't understand. But what I can understand is him. You bastard. <laughs> I can, I can understand that being misconstrued as yeah. go faster. Yeah. That sounds like go faster. Yeah. He to wants me. to go faster. <laughs> yeah. My uh, and I'll probably talk about it more later, but it's very present on the uh, on the skis as well. Is a lot of John Candy's 
over the top expressions of like like when he sees the bear or when he when he's like on the ski and sees the ducks. Oh. <laughs> and he's, just, he's like his facial expressions are so over the top, and I love it so much. Even though I probably shouldn't, I'll be honest with you, I shouldn't like how over the top <laughs> yes. these expressions are. It's the late eighties, man. That was just like. That's yeah. how things were. It's like, but I, but I was all in for it. I oh don't know yeah, why. I still was today, and and I love some of the. I mean, I, I don't feel like the critics are unfair a little bit on this. Some of the writings I thought yeah. was amazing in this yeah. movie. Uh, when he gets back, and he first of all he does the drawer thing where he has to. I mean, like we've <laughs> all we've all been there in an old house, and the dr- the drawer comes out slow. But uh, you know, like she she's trying. Connie's trying to convince him to stay, yeah. and she goes she goes, "What about the kids?" <laughs> He's like, and John Candy says, "What about what about his kids? What's the, I'm waiting for their heads to start rotating <laughs> and vomit they're, they're, pea they're, soup. They're spooky." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes, she goes. No, what about our kids? Our kids already do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. I mean, that's like it's pretty good. I, I like that a lot. That's that's the subtlety that comes with a, a John Hughes film. Yes, you're writing. Right. You're right. And John Candy delivering. It. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the balance of that because. They have that experience already together, uh, or, or I, I think they did because of planes, trains, and automobiles. Right? That was it was going on um, right, like right as they were doing this so movie. So they've had this, they've had some chemistry already before, mm-hmm. and and he knows how to deliver these lines in the way that I I kind of feel like only John Candy can. Honestly, you he know? probably writes for him. Yeah, I feel like he very well could. You know, and and I mean, it becomes even more apparent later on when you're talking about again like his small part in home alone and yeah things like that you well know? He, ju- he just knows how t- how to write relationships and i feel like like his he's fucking mad chet's mad as hell like yeah, i'm right. ready to leave like i'm i want to go and his wife's like it's just chill out and he, and she really chills him out and then like they become you know he like tackles her down the ground yeah. like, why do you do this to me why do you do this? yeah i fucking love it so much because like, i'm crazy about you yeah Kiss me. i yeah. love it i love it she, yeah. she's done this before yeah. she's right. talked she's talked chad off the ledge before she's right. like oh, okay well, that, i'm being things. crazy yeah yeah stop okay <laughs> all right it's, I, I don't know it's it's so human to me i, just, I love it a lot <laughs> that's and so human is the best exp- the best way it could be said about that family, yeah. and then you, and then you <laughs> explode the other family onto it, and it is not human. Okay, th- there is one. Roman's wrong about a lot of things in this movie, but yeah. Roman is correct about one thing. Tell We're going me. to Whitewater. We're going to see a forty-six inch bus singing "Bird in Love." Hell yeah! Like dude. we we are going to go see a female Elvis impersonator over over a one hundred nine year old man celebrating his <laughs> yeah. birthday. Yeah, Roman is correct. Yeah, forty-six inch bust all the way, you guys. But I get like it's so it's so Chet, it's so John yes. Candy's character to want to go to a hundred nine year old man's birthday. He's had the courage to live on this earth a hundred and nine <laughs> years. Like, well, you put it like that, <laughs> goddammit. it! But still, "Bird in Love." <laughs> Okay, are we? We're, <laughs> since we're at that point, and he's like talking to to Wally. Is his Wally. name Wally? Wally, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, just uh, just like a seltzer water or whatever. I'm I'm driving tonight. And he's like, oh yeah, oh you look really nice. And he's like, oh yeah, thanks. And and like Wally's being very normal right now. And then <laughs> all this, too normal. <laughs> yeah, like why is he so normal? And then he's like, he probably should have the kids climbing on him like that. He ain't no jungle gym. He ain't no jungle gym. He's like, oh, it's fine. He's an old man. They're just little kids. What it's old sweet. man doesn't it's want a, two little girls kissing him on the it's, cheek? It's endearing. It's endearing. He's like, he died on the way. But Bill died in the car on the way over here. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Dad. 
So you got to be kidding me. So he's like, "What's your problem?" He's like, "It's it's his fault." Like he's pointing at the <laughs> yeah. dead guy. It's like you brought the dead body and into s- a room and set him up like yeah. he was just sitting there. That's ex- this is like this is like some weekend at Bernie shit. That he's you actually kind of notice. I, I always try to look at different angles when yeah. we're doing this show. There's a lady in the background that, as they're going up to talk to him, this lady goes, "Ooh!" Like she kind of <laughs> gave him a look. Like, don't they know he's dead? Oh no! Like what the fuck? Get him on ice, stat, dude. Do you want to? He's gonna start. He's decomposing soon. Do you want to talk uh, talk about some? It's a very it's a very weird reference. So I apologize in advance. But at the same time, in old days, awake used to be that they would bring in a body and set them up, and you'd party around, and it. you would party around them. <laughs> Finnegan's wake, dude. And <laughs> this is what they do. I mean, it's like this maybe weird this reference. What it was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty out there in the North Woods. Like, yeah, they're away true. from civilization. You're right. You're right. Bill died in the car on the way Bill over. Bill died in the car on the way over. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, Dad! <laughs> All right. So Buck tries to romance a local girl named Cammy that he meets at the pool hall, and Chet takes Ben to the bear dump. That night, Buck and Chet share a nice father-son moment on the lake. The next morning, the families go out for a day of activities, including golf, go karts, horseback riding, and drinks at the bar. A bear dump is a thing. I apparently yeah. it, it was back in the eighties. Oh, really? I I meant to read up a little bit more on it than I could, but Same. apparently it was a real thing. Okay. That that was meant to be an attraction for people that they could pull up and they could they basically just put trash and bears came in and and apparently they went away for obvious reasons, right? One being that the bears were eating fucking trash, trash. Yeah. and getting sick and dying. Right. Yeah. And two, that there would be interactions between humans and bears that you don't want. Yeah. Fuck, dude. So, yeah, like, apparently that was a thing. The 80s were weird, guys. <laughs> dude, fuck, dude. Dude. Do you want to go to one? It's like, I mean, I would, for sure. I'm a sucker for attractions like that. Like, if there's, like, you a roadside thing, shit like that. I will go to Sean, a Sean's, flea farm. Sean's going out there to throw fucking zag nuts at the base. <laughs> nice zag nut. Zag nut for you, huh? And, dude, all I can think of when, when he did that and he tags the bear in the ass with that zag nut <laughs> is, is the equivalent. Of Chunk throwing the baby Ruth yes. at Sloth's face. That's <laughs> pretty, all I can think good. of. I'm like, I'm like, what what other way to literally poke a bear, you know, into into this bullshit, like just so you can have this like small moment. Dude. Like, fuck. And how good is the music in the background? It's going. It's like this weird little saxophone. <laughs> I've told you I've uh, I, I love you before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty, uh, pretty tired. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty tired. It's <laughs> totally. time to get out of here. But like, okay, so this is what the brilliance of John Candy can bring to a movie is that like that's the joke is that there's bears and, yeah. they're, and they're crawling on the and car. then they're on the car. That's it. He he can draw it out for so long, all just by his reactions it's like alone. A ten minute scene, dude. It is, and he's just like, especially when it's like staring him in the face from the windshield. He's like, okay, <laughs> like I he's love seeing him horn. do that. You know, <laughs> I, God damn, he's so good. Uh, I wanted, I did want to tell our listeners about some bear survival tricks, though. Okay, one one more thing before that. Yeah, I think Lyle Lovett's right next to him. As like, <laughs> he kind of he looks just like Lyle Lovett anyway. And why are there windows down when there's a bear? <laughs> Three feet away from us watching. <laughs> hey, hi. Hey. All right, there's only one thing you got to know about bear survival. Okay. Okay. Stop, drop, and roll. No. If it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. Okay. 
That's the only thing you need to know. Okay. Brown bears, you just cover cover your head, cover your jugular, lay down. They'll eventually go away. Uh, black bears, you gotta like, you gotta be a badass. You gotta, you gotta make yourself big. big. Go big. And so are they saying black bears are more dangerous, or are they black saying bears are, you are have more of a chance? I think you have like more them. of a chance against a black bear. Is gotcha. what they're trying to say. Hmm. So I just thought you guys should know that. Well, thank you. You're welcome, that's, everybody. Okay, that's, that's the show. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Speaking I'm of bears, starting <laughs> just kidding. I'm starting to feel like bears are going to be a big, big issue in my life here, Mike. What's what's going on? Swisher, Iowa, dude. Swisher, fucking Iowa. They're coming. They're coming back They're in. Coming. Hey, there's been there's been wolf sightings in Iowa again. Wolf den where? You're excited what? about that. Well, yeah, I do like that, but <laughs> but Can't. it's it's not bears. Okay. Speaking of bears. Hey, I'm the edgy local girl who smokes and lives with my grandma because my parents died. You don't want nothing to do with me. I'm edgy. I'm edgy. I love Cammie. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had such a crush on Cammie as a yeah. child. Oh, yeah. Cause well, I mean, still today, dude. I like she is she is smoking and she's hot. edgy. Yeah, she knows what she wants. She uh, she gets a little crazy. As, little, we'll, as we'll talk about, wild. Yeah. Well, she she really let down that tough girl a- attitude like within, immediately. Immediately, she's Real like, point. "I love you. We're boyfriend girlfriend." That's now. the like, thing, man. Whoa. <laughs> so what are we girlfriend? After one night, wow. and, and you're leaving in two days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. You're a, a typical guy. Like, I know I've known you for one night. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. You don't know how local I am. <laughs> you know. I love Cammy. I like but I they too. they re- they do a really good job. So how old do you think Buck is in this movie? Buck's like high, 14, 15. It, yeah. Or maybe is that too old? I'm I don't saying, know. I'm I was, saying 16, 17. Okay. I, I was at 15, 16. So okay, I think so we're in there. I think back to like vacations we would go on, even from a younger kid, even into my high school, but there was always that like another family that would be on vacation with you at the yeah. same time. There'd be a girl. Yeah. You're like, Oh, you know, summer romance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was one girl that I met in Florida that I kind of kept in touch with for a little bit. And then you realize that I'm never going to see you again. Why so, are you yeah. this? But, yeah. but still very, like very, uh, it, it hits that. Maybe that's one of the things of this movie as a kid that drew me into it was that aspect of the movie. Yeah. I loved that little thing, like he goes off on his own, he finds a cool girl. Like definitely, maybe that'll happen to me next vacation. Yeah, definitely, as I got to that age and yeah. I watched this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe that will happen to me. Mm-hmm. And, and when I go on vacation next or something like that. No, I get that. That is really fun. The summer romance thing yeah. is, is a, a special thing, and it being represented in this movie is pretty good. I, I would say. So one of my favorite scenes in the, in this movie, and just solidifies how much I love John Candy is the scene where he's just sitting on, he's just standing on the dock and Buck comes up to him and, uh, he's, he's just, he's just like, yeah, I'm just sit, sitting out here. What are you doing? Uh, no, well, let's, let's go on a boat ride. You want, you want to go on a boat ride real quick? And he's like, I don't really want to really ah, let's go on a boat ride. So like, no, I don't really want to, ah, we'll check out some stars. And yeah, eventually okay. court courts courts. No, no, he just uh, coaxes, coaxes yeah, his son in, into the boat. And so they're just hanging out. And that's like, honestly, something my dad would do is like, I oh, would just come on the boat. Let's just go on the boat for a little bit. And we'll just look at some stars. And, uh, he turns it into like something weird <laughs> to me. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like well, hey, wait, I, I want to give you something. I want to give you something. You're not going to kiss me under the stars. Right? He's like, fuck. What the fuck? What, is, the, what do you think? Are you? What the fuck kind of relationship? What do you? What? What the fuck? What? Do, what the fuck did you just say to me? Where's your head at, dude? It, that was weird. <laughs> but I love that's. I don't know. This is kind of where I, I want to gush about John Candy. If you guys have yeah. any gushing to do, mm. uh, 
I just I love him and I love it. Like he's just like I'm, we say Tom Hanks is America's dad. John Candy might take that throne to be I, honest. I think so. I think he's one of the, and and from everything you hear from everybody, we talked about it in Uncle Buck. Yeah, all the stories that are underlying everything when he did die, all the actors that like gushed about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's probably one of the best of all time. Yeah, and like and he whoever he is in this movie makes me. I feel like that's who he was in real life. I, f- I feel like every role he, uh, it he is puts almost, that in there. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, like I feel like. He's one of those rare actors that we actually kind of got to know as a real person yeah. through, through his roles because mm. he's so he's such a affable person, you know. I he, think I think and therein lies the brilliance of his of his performances is because he, he I think I think they were picked well, but I, at the same time he played them so easily, you know, because it was close to home for mm. him. You know, and I don't know. This is one of those. I was obviously too young when he did die, but I can. There's a. Everyone always asks you like, "What celebrity death really affected you?" <laughs> and you're just like, "Fucking none of none them." Of them. Yeah. yeah. But then I think back to it, and you're just like, "If if I was like coherent enough mm-hmm. for John Candy, that probably would have yeah. been a big one to come across the news, man." Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, and so we've got the, you know, we've got a little mon- fun little montage. I loved his kids of all the go-karts and the golf and stuff <laughs> like that. And, uh, I don't know, the, the horseback riding was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you yeah, hurry, hurry, catch up or else the Indians are going to get you. <laughs> like, like it's, and it's, then it's, the net Bennings laugh. It's just, you know. like, it's just a couple like, uh, set pieces. Yeah. And right. Nothing, nothing too crazy. They're, they're fun. I like, I like the way John Candy looks as he's walking up the, he looks like a blind man. <laughs> yeah. It just looks yeah, funny yeah. to me, but anyway. <laughs> But then they split up and go to the bar, which is where there's some uh, objectively adult content that happens <laughs> that I never picked up on a kid's. We, t- we talk about the spin cycle. Yeah. And she goes, does that really work? And she says, you ever seen White or Whites? Mm. All right. Like, wow. Wow. Mm. Wait a second. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a second. Yeah. That's a that's actually a pretty important scene between Connie and Kate, I think, because I didn't know for the longest time how they were related, but they are the sisters. They're sisters. Yeah, and I think that's a. I feel like they don't hang out that oh, much. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are sisters. Yeah, they're the sisters. Wow. They're yeah. the relation, like direct relationship here. Okay. So and they're and then uh, uh, Chet and Roman are brothers in law. Yeah. So they're the huh. the sisters are having their conversation, but then the the brother in laws are are hanging out at the bar with Wally, and, <laughs> yeah. and Roman Roman's got a great line. He says, "I gotta take a pee." He goes, "Time to introduce Mister Thick Dick to Mister Urinal Cake." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is a PG movie. What every, are we talking about? Everything he says is some sort of backhanded brag, man. Yes, everything. Everything. It doesn't matter what it what it is. In some way, shape, or form, he's bragging or 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 backhand complimenting or or just saying. It just he's the quintessential. Well, I'm just asking questions, yeah. kind of guy. You know, it's like like with the skunk hair. He's like, what is that? Some sort of neo skunk? Do you got? Well, he's up? got the Roman. hair. Yeah, he's like, Roman, would you just leave it alone? And he just like he's like, well, I'm just asking. He's got the hair. Not my fault. He's, he's got the hair. Yeah. That guy's name that played uh, Reg. Reg, did you recognize him? I didn't. He he wasn't in much. His name's Britt Leach. Mm. Is his name? But where I recognized him, uh, he was Gary's dad in Weird Science. Oh yes, where he's like Gary, who? Yes, <laughs> like that was him. Nice. And honestly, his performance is pretty incredible. It's good. Six times. Six times. Sixty-six times. 
in the, in the, in the, in the head. <laughs> 66 times in the head. And the, <laughs> it actually reminds me of a funny story because uh, he goes, you see, you never met anybody more in tune to the barometric pressure than Ridge. You see him running, you run, or you see him running for the hills, you take cover. You take cover. But uh, there's a there's a um, meteorologist in our in our area here in Iowa that came to one of my band shows once, and the Kaj. weather was supposed to be bad. Kosh, Kyle Mara, love that guy. <laughs> and he told me before the show, he said, uh, "Weather's going to get a little iffy tonight." But he goes, "If you see me pick up my lawn chair and leave, you have ten minutes." <laughs> and sure enough, like two songs in, he got he just. Stood up, picked up his chair, and left. Nine minutes and fifty nine seconds later, it was the most yeah. torrential downpour I've oh, ever been. I, gotta say, I find it fucking hilarious that a meteorologist is like the first sign of weather is out. <laughs> <That's what> I, <laughs> I love weather, but I don't stick around for yeah. it. I'm done. I'm out. Can I just say one thing? I just love any '80s bar scene, dude. Thank you. I just love any 80s bar scene, the wood paneling, the glasses that they're drinking out of, the neon signs. It's always like what we consider like throwback beers now. Mm -hmm. There are bars that literally have a throwback deal or whatever it is. And it's... Paps Blue Ribbon or Hams. Old Milwaukee. Tell me you Hams. don't want to sit there with me and have a party. Oh my god! Exactly. Yes. Tell me you don't want to sit there. He's I holding want up a, that. He's man. holding up a still frame of of the all three of them at the bar. It's it's perfect. I want that so bad. Every single time I see this, we saw it in like uh, the bowling alley and Uncle Buck. Totally. And like, yeah. Just there's a lot of these little scenes. Oh, wedding I'm, singer. The, yes. the bar, yeah, the bar they go to there. I want to be at those places, I know, man. man. I want it so bad. All right, so moving along, that evening they discover an issue with a bat in the cabin. The next day, Chet is challenged to eat a 96-ounce steak called the Old 96er at a family dinner, which causes Buck to be late to his date with Cammie, causing issues in their budding relationship. The next morning, the fellas have an eventful fishing trip. It touched me. It's been touching you, <laughs> been touching you for a year. You never freaked. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> That's such a good I line. I lost dude. my mind, dude. I fucking love that so much. <laughs> oh it's been God. touching it for 10 years. You ever freaked? <laughs> <laughs> you even see, too, um, even then she goes, you can tell they don't really like uh, Kate. Like, no, yeah. nobody really, because she goes, it attacked me. And yeah. even Buck goes, God damn it. Like, <laughs> he kind of turns his head and looks away. Like, I hate this lady. <laughs> Another scene I love from uh, uh, the bat scene is when he walks up to the door. He's like, I'll go check it out. It's fine. <laughs> it swoops right by him. He, like, immediately takes off. He's like, it's about a 10-pounder. <laughs> well, Roman's like, oh, wow. But my <laughs> wife even pointed it out that there was some reverse psychology going on there. Like, right. uh, like Roman and says, it's your cabin. Go inside and get it. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, no, 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 I don't want to. And then Roman goes, well, fine, I'll do it. But then Chet goes, no, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. Like they're, take they're, care of it. They're having this little who's the more of a man war kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Roman looks like Ned Kelly and Chet looks like the Unabomber. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind, of, kind of a cool outfit, though. It's I like awesome. I like them. Uh, the whole scene is, is this is my favorite like slapstick moment yes, of the yes. movie, I think, because the other ones don't really do it for me, but this one's really fucking funny. Did you notice? So they, they get they get the bat, right? Yeah. And Roman says, we've got to get some sleep. And he, and he hits and he, it with a... <laughs> which makes no sense. He like, it. Yeah, he hits him with a fly swatter. But uh, before that, Roman goes, we got it. We got it. Did you recognize that line at all? He Mm-mm. says the exact same line in Ghostbusters after getting Slimer. He goes, oh, we got it. Right. We got it. Oh, we wow. got it. We got it. Nice little Ghostbusters nice. ad there. Uh, and same, same thing from the same guy. That's cool. Yeah. That's solid. I Damn. like that, man. 
Have you guys ever had a like a a wild animal in your house before? I don't think so. No, like there was. I feel like there was some sort of situation when I was a kid. Um, Like the reason that this movie is so reminiscent is because uh, I do remember very distinctly uh, a camping trip we took when I was a kid, and it was like me and a lot of like uh, on my mom's side. We went up and. We we all stayed in these cabins, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, there was in fact a bat in the cabin. It was not this dramatic, obviously. No. It was like I'm pretty sure they just like were able to like shoo it out or something, <laughs> or somebody was literally just like, "It's a bat, I'll fucking grab it." And Don't they, worry, I'll go. They get just it. they literally like were able to like snatch it up because they're not that hard to catch. Actually, when they're sleeping, yeah, you can just yeah, catch them. you just kind of yep. And you just got it, and then they're kind of freaked out, and then you just let it go outside, and then they that's it. That's all it ever takes, guys. Bats carry rabies, but, uh, among, uh, among other things. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> like, Gotta cause some tension there. Yeah. It's just been like... Wow. It, wow. It's <laughs> about 10-pounder. It's about 10-pounder. <laughs> Uh, we have we've gone this whole time. We haven't really mentioned the raccoons. Speaking of like rodents oh, yeah, and stuff right, like that, right. it's just another dynamic that's fun with the movie. I, I like the you know subtitles and everything like that, and then the music of ba 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a theory. I I think I, the raccoons this time around. I was like, man, there sure is a lot of this, and it's really yeah. not. It's really not doing anything. It's not like advancing the plot, it's right? Not. But I think my get here's what my guess is is that they spent like a lot of money and time setting up these scenes and getting the raccoons to do what they want <laughs> that they're like we got to put it in there. We should, make, <laughs> we should make it a bigger deal. In fact, one of the head I like to read the headline, the taglines of the movie. One of them was raccoons, furry friends or masked menace. <laughs> that was a tagline for this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it sounds it sounds like a small town like headline in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're right. We have. Did you did you stick around for the uh, the end credit scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ne- I had never seen that until this time. Super fun. Yeah. Oh. Um. But so we get uh, we get a little bit a little bit more of uh, Connie or Cammy, Cammy and Buck's yeah, little dude. interaction. They're like, "You're not gonna ditch me, are you?" I like that song. So if too. I if I ditch you, you could, you have my permission to never speak to me ever again. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, I guess, wow. they, guess you're gonna ditch. <laughs> yeah. They kiss Foreshadowing. They, they kiss Ooh. and they zoom in on. I'm like, yeah, let's zoom in on the kiss. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, they go, they go on, to the man. 96. You're talking about my girlfriend, man, Cammy. <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the old 96er. Yeah. Uh, the name of the restaurant, anybody? Mm-mm. I didn't see it. Paul Bunyan's Cupboard. 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 Uh, did you see the fucking menus that they had yeah, on the table? They were just They're slabs like tree of wood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of the uh, bucket of salad. It's like, oh, I'll split that with you. Oh, God, well, yeah, okay, good. That'll, that'll make it easier. And <laughs> I want to go to that restaurant. Hell yeah, dude, it looks amazing. And I want to do the old 96er I just, do too. just because like, I want to try it. It's like, really not that. like they 96 ounces isn't yeah. that big. It's a lot of meat, but it's not like... It's not on. outrageously big. If right? I, I mean, it is, though, but... If I hadn't eaten all day, I could probably do that, bitch, but... Uh, I, 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 I would like to believe, anyway. I... I I love the shot of it when <laughs> they, they open the fridge. Home of the 96er. And it's just like, I feel like it's like the zoom in on some sort of like dead body or something. <laughs> and, and it's just this big slab of meat. It looks like a big pot roaster brisket yeah. just hung up there on a hook, a meat hook. You're just like, call, me, call me crazy, but I love every bit of instrumental music from this movie. Like, yeah. Even while he's <laughs> totally. Eating. 
and then the, the cuts away to Cammy waiting, yeah. where it's the music kind of stops, and then <laughs> right back, right back to what he when he's eating it. The, the my favorite part that I noticed this time around was uh, you get to the gristle and nothing on the plate but gristle and fat. Yeah, and he turns back. And he says, he says, uh, Roman says, if I can get him, if I can get the dessert down him, you think you could throw in a couple Paul Bunyan hats for the kids? <laughs> yeah, and then they leave, and they all they have all Paul have. Bunyan hats. <laughs> so he he ate his dessert too. <laughs> Well, I love when he's like halfway through it. He's like listening to his stomach. He's like, "Yep, processing nicely." He's like, uh, uh. He's, he's holding on to Roman. Don't make me eat this. He's gripping him. He's just pawing at his jacket sleeve. Like, oh, that's a that's a really good scene. Like, so again, it's just coming back to John Candy's facial expressions. They're just so you over the top, but you love it so much. The, again, we talk about this with a lot of actors. If you take that actor out of that role, right. it just falls apart. Yep, 100%. John Candy sells this movie. Yeah, some of the reviews I was going through, a good majority of them did say, if you took, if you took Candy and Aykroyd out of this, you wouldn't have a movie. Absolutely not. And like, there's a, sometimes you're like, you're like, you, you want to debate it and stuff. And it's like, well, it's John Hughes and this and that. And it's like, well, in this case, you're like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Because it's <laughs> that's like, what the movie was sold on. That's like what it was sold on, man. Like, of course that's what it is. Like, this was, this movie was created, like, it was written, but it was created by those two, yeah. you know, and yeah. the, and the, and those people, like like that's what it was. Yes, it was written by John Hughes, and it was direct. There was good direction, and you have all these good solid pieces and parts. But that movie was made by those guys, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, of course you can't take them out of it, man. We of talk, course you can't. We talk a lot about um, how times are different from the eighties and nineties till today. One major difference in this plot is that there was no such thing as cell phones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, B- yeah. Buck and Cammy would probably be married to this day if there was such a thing as cell phone. He could yeah. just be like, "My dad's eating the fucking old ninety six. Hey, like, yeah. Sorry, I'll be just like wait around. Okay, I'm, cool. Okay, cool. See hey, you do you just actually, actually do you just want me to meet come me at the nineties at the old yeah? Just Paul can Bunyan's? you come to the Paul Bunyan's <laughs> cover? Be my family. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Actually, <laughs> done, done deal. That's what that's what Buck's doing. That's all, this you, entire dinner. Yeah. that's all you would have had to do, man. Like, yeah, it's like actually, if you just want to come and meet me out here, or I can meet you at the Wanna Pop 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 Tech, Lake Potawatomi Mini Mac. And he's checking his watch, which is upside down on his yeah. wrist. Yeah, that was a move back then, dude. Fucking pisses me. Oh, that was a move back then, dude. Quit Don't it. judge it. Must be some sort of like U.S. Marine operator. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's about, about to jump out of a jet. Eighteen hundred hours. Yeah. 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 Did you catch to one of the? I don't usually talk about like goofs in a movie, like you know, because they oh, happen, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. did you catch one of them when they when they got back to the cabin and they they saw that the raccoons had broken in, and he's like, "Look at the size of the maggots on that." <laughs> yeah. And John Candy runs to the bathroom. They all follow him, and then they run back out because mm-hmm. he throws up. Right? Yes. Did you I see? saw this? So Dan Aykroyd, you can see him playing his day, going three, two. One like with his arms, he's he's counting down oh, when really? they when they should react and right. run back out, and you can see it plain as day. Oh, okay. He Normally don't cue. call that. Yeah, he was. They run and he goes. You can see him three, yeah. two, one. Ah, because yeah, poor timing on like kind of the exactly. camera and the the uh, the out of out of shot, yep. you know. And yes, absolutely. It's probably like the last shot of the night. He's just <laughs> like, just, okay, yeah, I, I, right. I'm gonna direct this. <laughs> hey, Dan, probably did. Dan, you're gonna cue this up, so just make sure you get over to this point. And then it's like, who gives a fuck? Let's get done. Shit, <laughs> working with kids. God damn it. All right, so final scene. Roman lies about an old memory and baits Chet into a large investment opportunity. The family say their goodbyes, and Roman and his family head back to Chicago. 
On the car ride home, Roman, now feeling guilty, halts the car and returns to the cabin. Upon his return, Roman confesses and apologizes to Chet. Before they can get too far, a thunderstorm hits and they discover that the twins are missing. Chet and Roman find them at the bottom of an old mine shaft. Roman takes his daughters and escapes the shaft on his own. Chet is chased back to the cabin by the bald-headed killer bear from his story earlier. As the bear is threatening the family's lives, Chet shoots the bear, blowing the fur off its rear. Roaring in pain, the bear runs out of the house. The next morning, the family's part on amicable terms. Mm. Or do they? Or do they? Blow it out your ass. Nobody is blowing anything out their ass. (laughs) I don't know why that line sticks with me. So good. But I say that all the time. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that's, there you go. Yeah. Aunt Fine. Kate and Uncle Roman are incredible buttheads. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that gets a little intense, man. Like, yeah. It's been building up and Chet can't take it anymore. What right? Roman, what Roman does to him is really fucked up. Yeah. Makes up that story about him getting drunk and everything like that. Psychopath. It is very, very fucked up. Yeah. And he knows how unbelievably nice of a person Chet is that Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that money, but he feels bad. He doesn't remember saying that, but if he did, he needs to make that up to this guy who's treated him like shit his entire life. He needs to make that one wrong, right. And writes him a check for 20 for 10,000. I think he writes him a check for 10,000. Yeah. You can see it on there and then he'll get the rest of it to him on Monday. But Jesus, man, Roman's happy about it. He like smiles and puts it in his little thing and, (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy man I don't like it whatsoever but the where where are the girls they're probably out in the rain S- somewhere summoning King Payman to come and spread violence and carnage upon the land in exchange to give them everlasting life no well they're out in the rain that's for fucking sure I hate him I hate him <laughs> Kara and Merit, dude. I agree with Roman. He should get rid of them. They should have left him down there. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're, <laughs> like, they're probably hanging out in some abandoned hotel uh, <laughs> at a, in an elevator shaft or Might whatever. Might be, dude. Before a blood wave comes along. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Something like that. <laughs> come, trying to hang out with Danny somewhere. Yeah, fuck. You know, uh, so Roman, for the first time in his life, uh, uses the dad strength. Because you know how dads just are stronger than other guys? Just It's right. some weird thing built into you that uh-huh. you have yeah. kids, you're strong. Yeah. You're just strong. That would have been so hard to do, to crawl up a giant incline with water coming down of it, from it, pulling a rope with two kids on your back. <laughs> yeah. But Roman summons dance, dad strength, dad and strength. he goes for it, dude. Yeah. He does your kids, Roman, get down there. For once in your life, give a shit about your kids. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I, I I do like the the dynamic of like he's like, oh, I'll be right back. I'll get some help. He like then they come out of there and they totally forget. Like, he must be back at the thing, and like he's like, no, he comes back and is encountered by the bear. And I gotta say, the shots of whoever it is running from the bear look absolutely terrifying. I'm probably sure they're real. Bart the Bear's trainer, probably, or something like that. Um, like, highly, highly trained bear, but you never know. Like, even in that shot, it just looks terrifying to me. Yeah. You know who the unsung hero of this entire movie is? The stunt double underneath the door. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Dude, I was thinking That's that a time. real person. That's got to be at least. Yeah. How, like, 600 uh, pounds? Yeah. And then, like, jumping. Bouncing yeah. on him. That guy may not have survived. I that's he ruptured something. That guy, <laughs> that guy, definitely like a, a spinal. Yeah, 
Something's I wrong. I rewound it to see if it was just like a, a stunt, like, a, yeah, like yeah. a doll just kind of moved. No, there was a real, and that human looked to be like, this is not good. Get me out of here. Yeah, they were like, well, did we get the shot? And they're like, yeah, but I think he's dead. It's like, well, but we got the shot, right? We got the shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Bart. That's a wrap on Bart. Yeah, All right. Bart. Wrap on Bart. Great job, guys, Bart. Guys, I'm uh, guys, guys, I felt so bad for Bart too, man. Like I'm, I'm an animal lover, and I hated when animals like. like I know. Man, that yeah. just, and it, that terrifyingly bad voice of the bear. I know. Did we? Are we sure that's the sound a bear makes? I'm, when, not, like, I'm not entirely so, sure. So, in that moment, right? And like Wally comes with the guy, like, and this is again, this is the most quintessential, like, the faces in this movie, like, of it's if this was shot any worse, if this was like they, I don't know, if this was like a B film or a C film, you you'd be. Completely out at this point, yeah. you'd say this is a, the most bullshit. Thing. These zoom in things on their faces, <laughs> and like they're just over the top acting. Like you would not buy into this whatsoever if this was like any less of a budget of a film, <laughs> right? Uh, I just I like John Candy's face, uh, the mom and Buck and whatnot, and you're just like, wow, it's really over the top. Dan Aykroyd, even his, his might be the most over the top. Yeah, of all. it's just yeah. like mouth agape and eyes oh, wide, oh, and, oh. and not making a sound. It's super funny, dude. Yeah. But I think I think the the what takes the cake is John Candy when he first gets in the door. He's like, big. Big. So he's like, we're making sandwiches. Big. Okay, I'll give you a big, uh, one. <laughs> big one. Big bear. Big bear. Big bear. Yeah, big bear. Like, big, big bear chase me. Big bear chase. Big bear chase. Big bear chase. And that shotgun lamp, man. The shotgun lamp. He plugs it in. in. <laughs> he plugs <laughs> it in to it shoot in. it. <laughs> or it's loaded. <laughs> uh, it's loaded. Oh, okay. It's like, so... So I will tell you that this is one of the moments that when I was a kid stuck in my head oh, yeah. so brilliantly, but I was also really sad as a yes. kid because just like you, Mike, I yeah. didn't I didn't like thinking about him no. getting shot, and it sounded really sad when he was running away. You He's know? just doing what he does. He's an animal. But yeah. I will tell you that it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life at that age <laughs> when I just do... <laughs> <laughs> just clean off because that's what a shotgun does. That's exactly what a shotgun yeah, would do. Like, that's all it would do. Apparently, it's like it's. It looks like it looked like they blew a bunch of air, like at a at a bunch of no, feathers. That's what the lamp part of the yeah. shotgun does. The lamp. The lamp blows the hair off. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, but now it's sad. <laughs> Damn it. One of my still to this day favorite scenes is is the credits, is the dance scene. Yeah, man. I So I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I love the end credit scene, but I'm also like, what kind of lake resort is this having like a key party in the middle of their like get together? It's kind of tight. <laughs> like, it just looks like they're straight up like, because Dan Aykroyd's like looking at people's asses all over the place yes. and touching people. I'm just like, is everyone fucking? Like, it's, yeah. that's cool, I guess. It's the end of the summer party for these bad people. I feel like that is Dan Aykroyd. That okay. that person, the person that is in those scenes, I feel like that's what he is in real life. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I don't know. That's just the vibe I get about Dan totally. Aykroyd. Because, I mean, dude, uh, what's the name of that song? Uh, House, or it's called uh, Land of a Thousand Dances. I love that song. I love that song. And I think it fits so well to, to end the movie the same way we came in on that kind of like, woo. 
feel good. What to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. Uh, but I got a theory about what happens to Roman Craig. Okay, Ooh. ready for this? Okay. All right. So so they go home. Roman's going to be living with Chet. Things go good for about a week or so. He's 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 flying high off this newfound life that Roman has. Like I'm going to do good and I'm going to treat people well. Uh, he's feeling like a new man, but he's still having trouble getting back on his feet. So um, his wife, Kate, ends up leaving him because she's mm. clearly, I mean, her character is very into the money and, you know, she wants those material possessions. She ends up leaving him. So he kind of falls back into his old ways. Uh, he needs to get on his feet. He needs to start making money again. Start scamming people again, trying to get like a rich person. He, scam- he screws over Chet. Chet throws him out. So he just starts going, like, he just starts doing bad things, right? Uh, eventually, he ruins his name completely and is forced to vanish and go, f- like, for a full-blown identity change. Okay. So he gets into a business that he's super passionate about. After he's made that name change, cars. He loves the automotive world. He quickly realizes after working at a car dealership that auto parts are a great industry to get rich on. Oh. He starts his business in Chicago and begins taking over the Midwest like crazy, buying out all other small companies yeah. in order to achieve more wealth and notoriety. That man's name is Ray Zelinsky. Hell yeah. Auto Parts King. Auto Parts King. Oh my God. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, cutthroat guy. He learned he learned that now he can't, he just needs to be full on cutthroat yeah. and be good at what he does. I love it. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Headquarters are in Chicago. Yeah, Midwest, bro. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's All right. not on the box. <laughs> <laughs> I think copy. we're going to have to do that I one. I can't wait for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that's the end. Um, now we got to give it a rating, guys. We got to we strip away that nostalgia. We talk about what our modern day rating is. AJ, start us off. What do you think, man? Uh, I, I had a fun time watching this movie. So so uh, this is a this movie is this odd phenomenon to me that. I'm sure a lot of people can identify with. It's one that you think or you see on the shelves and you see it and you're like, I don't really feel like watching that. But if somebody puts it on and you still felt that way, you'd absolutely watch it. So that's how I feel about this. I don't know if you, maybe some people will think I about. What, I get that feeling. You'll think about movies that you feel that way to you, right? And so um, this is one of those movies that I'm like, I don't really, I don't know. It feels like a, almost a chore to put it in. Mm-hmm. But once it gets going, I'm all in. So that being said, although I'm not reaching for it to put it in, I'm happy to watch it. And I think that that means this movie is going to be a solid 6.7. 6.7. What nice. about you, Sean? I'm just about right there with you. Some some of the jokes and the and the gags get tired after a while, but uh honestly it's it's the it's the the human jokes in between like the reactions of everybody and uh uh just the dialogue and everything between everybody that really get me uh the placement of of the time like the camp Potawatomanamacker like I love I Give love a dog a bone. Yeah, I love the the location and everything like that. It makes me feel like I'm going to a cabin and everything like that. Uh it's entertaining. I um I will I will watch it just like any time i'm just i'm just like looking looking for some something to watch that's just like i can just turn my brain off 7.3 for me 7.3 for the sean so i yeah i just think that this is a very um similar movie to uncle buck for me like good good writing but it takes it it becomes what it is from the actor and john candy being the one in uncle buck but this time you've got john candy and dan Aykroyd, right right which which maybe it's not as 
clean of a movie or as good of a movie, but those two together are unbelievable. They're such talents. I This is a very nostalgic movie for me, but even even stripping that away, you take these guys out of the movie and this is just, again, it's just like a, yeah. what is this right. movie, right? right. But they, they run it so well. And so I gave Uncle Buck a seven. This is a 7.1 okay. because you've added Dan Aykroyd to the mix. <laughs> sure. Strictly because of that. Strictly. And because Cammy's in it. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. You got to love Cammy. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. It means the absolute world to have you guys here with us. Tune in next Wednesday for another movie review. We're coming at you with AJ's pick. Major nudging from Patreon earlier on, and uh, it's time. Terminator 2, dude. Yeah. Let's do it. It's our first uh, time skipping over an original, moving right to the sequel. That's I'm right. so excited. But it has to happen. I'm so we'll excited. We'll do Terminator 1 someday, I'm sure but we, we will. We got to go Terminator 2. We'll be back. It's important, guys. We'll be back and we'll get, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll right. be back. Thank and you. after that, we're going to discuss uh, our top five fall movies to get us in the mood for <gasps> spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. Suicide. <laughs> so please, uh, please keep hanging out with us. Uh, you know, that. Again, we'll reiterate that Patreon. Go click on the link here in our in our bio. Check out the Patreon. You can help us vote for some of the Halloween episodes we're going to be talking about here. And there are a few other Patreon members we got to thank. If you want your name on here, sign up for that $10 tier. Travis Hunziker, Brian Hernandez, Nick Fulkerson, Kale James, Senior Frog, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Greg Jackson, Jason Davis, Daniel Skaggs, Emilio Perez, Skylar Brunson, Jordan Hooten, Brenda Meisner, Willie Cox III, Janelle Lewis, Joseph Thomas, Marshall G., Riker Garrison, Mitch Cavanaugh, Ryan Carlton, Sean Dixon, Dana Dane, Josh Miller, Macy Connor, Jason Botsford, and Stephen Moore. We love you guys. Thank you. you guys so much. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that's it for us. AJ, tell us how they can take us out of the whole thing, do that kind of thing. Thanks for listening, guys. The most important thing you can do right now is to follow us on social meds, the social media, at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you're on Twitter, Confused Be Fast. You should also subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast platform of your choice that you're listening to on right now. Also, will you please visit our merch store? We have merch, you guys. Shirts, stickers, koozies. Go check them out at confusedbreakfast.bigcartel.com. And don't forget about our voicemail number. We want to hear from you. We want to hear those sexy voices. 319-804-9596. You can find links to everything at our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Tell your friends that's your mission this week. Get them Tell to listen them. to an episode. Guys, you can always find me anywhere on social media. It's AJ Venz, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, anywhere on social media online. You can find me, TikTok and Instagram, SeanPrior237. Goodbye. And I'm generally called Mikey Schulte on things, but sometimes I'm not. So you're just going to have to like click on the links and the things and yep. find us, okay? Yep. Got well, it. that's it for today's episode. Goodbye. Deuces. Bye. Truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.